fight goes on. It's an everyday fight. It's an every generation fight as to who's in control. And we've lost control as a society for a while, but we're going to get it back. But the story goes on like this. But there's also grassroots people involved whose names weren't on that list because they weren't signers on that document, like the DeHaven family, personal friends of mine. There are many uh, streets and, and dedications to their family. They were shipping magnets and came across with the Mayflower. And, and when Washington needed to cross the Delaware and was running out of money, they, uh, they sold their family assets, turned it into a quarter million in gold, spent that... Uh, George Washington and the Patriots, and they went to France and secured provisions to get the troops through and across uh, across the river that fateful day on Christmas. My grandmother's side, she was a direct descendant of the father of the American Navy, and her uh, her sister had a daughter that was Amelia Earhart. And uh, on my granddad's side, he fought with John Brown to freedom for the slaves in bloody Kansas. And I've been standing in a fight for 12 years. And, and, you know, it's not about family tree. It's just that people's morals and judgment and things seem to be passed on down. And, and we're privileged to be associated with people that have stood for something enough to have a name in history. As all of us here on this panel and on this radio show tonight. And I've found all of you. There's been many patriots. Judge Bill out of Arizona that was murdered because he beat the court system into the ground. They were embarrassed, so he got the bullet. They arrested our president, Turner, and he threw him in Marion in a dark hole, told him he'd never see the light of day. They still have control of him. Yeah, the fight goes on. Welcome to the rest of the story. So my question to you, America, is where is your place in history? Are you going to be a footnote like the DeHaven family? or like some of my ancestors. Well, this is our time to make a difference. There was an interesting talk that started last night, I heard, about resurrecting an old committee, and that's the church committee. That's quite a history. Governor Henning, you've had a moment to kind of refresh yourself on this topic. Can you kind of help uh, educate us as to what the, the church committee has been about, what we can expect it? maybe to go? I can. Uh, thank you, Governor Carpenter. On January 27, 1975, Senator Frank Church led a new Senate committee formed to investigate allegations of U.S. government spying on its own citizens. The committee's uh, report laid the groundwork for today's controversy over the NSA surveillance programs. Back in the post-Watergate era, Church and his colleagues weren't concerned with international terrorism, but they were, was the overseas connection to Chile. The committee was granted two revelations that the FBI and the CIA appeared to engage in unconstitutional surveillance of Americas during that era. You can read the church committee report on that. Then I'll read on. There are elements of the story that seem familiar today. On December 22, 1974, Seymour Hirsch, a New York Times investigative journalist, reported on a previously confidential CIA operation involving Chile. Part of Hirsch's report also detailed what appeared to be illegal spying and operations on thousands of Americans by their own government. Church Committee labored against government concerns about revealing confidential information 
and it did receive wide bipartisan support in Congress. But in resulting reports in 1976 led to a momentum in Congress to pass the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA, of 1978. Under FISA, the National Security Agency would now work with the secret Foreign Intelligence Service Court to approve surveillance on Americans and the foreign nationals. I'll read on. Revelations in the Church Committee report included the early existence of the NSA surveillance programs that dated back to the Truman administration and the Vietnam War. Project Shamrock started in 1947, and it allowed government to copy telegrams sent overseas without obtaining warrants. Five years later, Truman formally established a national security agency to handle such efforts. In 1960s, the NSA started another operation, Project Minaret, to monitor the communications of, quotes, watch lists, individuals without a warrant. People on the watch list included those who attended public protests about the Vietnam War, such as Muhammad Ali, Dr. Martin Luther King, and even Senator Frank Church. The conduct surveillance on Americans in the days after the 9-11 terrorist attacks, it retrospect. The Church Committee's legacy is the attention it gave to the constitutional issues and the balancing act between the personal freedoms and the national security. It is this indifference to the constitutional straits that is perhaps the most threatening of all evidence that emerges from the findings of the Church Committee, said historian Henry Steele Kaminger. FISA is one of the bad prices we're paying for Nixon. Pride told Bill Mowers back then in the discussion about the Bush administration's interpretation of FISA in the post-9-11 era. Another voice, former CIA Inspector General Britt Snyder, said in the article on the CIA's website that Church Committee helped the NSA operate within the law. Snyder was, on, was a counsel on the Church Committee tasked to investigate NSA activities. As upsetting the demoralizing as the Church Committee's investigation undoubtedly was, it caused NSA to institute a system which keeps it within the bounds of the U.S. law and focused on its essential mission. 23 years later, I still take some satisfaction from that, he said in 1999. Today, the issues in front of the Church Committee will still remain in the public arena as the constitutional debate continues over the Fourth Amendment, privacy, and national security. End of reading. Thank you. Appreciate that insight. It's hopeful that maybe we're going to get a little breakthrough and they're really going to take a look at how the government has been weaponized against the people. The reality is, folks, in my opinion, that it's the bad guys investigating the bad guys. You know, there was only 20 predominantly six, that uh, our representatives are really held out to get the rules changed so that the people can have a seat at the table again. I'm proud to say our representative that we helped get elected over here in Western Slope of Colorado, Representative Bobert, she stood firm. Uh, we're proud of her, and kudos to her. But nevertheless, that's how thin a margin it is. You know, the outcome, there's no guarantees in life, I don't think. But I think that Probably, if these people do their job, that's going to filter down to the local level, to our county commissioners, uh, perks and bribes and, and buy-offs, and, and probably are going to see people involved in our ag business uh, that can testify to atrocities or 
How about our county commissioners and our local sheriffs that have ignored the vagrancy laws because Soros' foundations or non-governmental organizations have uh, infiltrated and set the law for us so that they're assured if they do follow the law that they'll be bankrupted by these big organizations like Soros' foundations. And so they let vagrancy and crime run in our streets. And that's all part of those atrocities against the people. I don't know. It looks really interesting in days to come. And at the end of the conversation, if we all got our wish, then my question to you, the American people, who's going to run this show? Because the seats are all vacated. What's that going to look like? And maybe, just maybe, we ought to start thinking about that. Because it looks like that our time is getting closer and closer all the time. You know, it's about time. We've A lot of us here have been standing and holding these American Republic seats for a decade or more. It's something that I've been looking for when I first uh, stepped into this in late 2010, early 2011, when I put my red thumbprint on the DSR. But and we always wonder, where's our handbook? You know, how do we how do we re re-inhabit our republic? You know, but then Dave and Gene Hurtler, they sat down and committed three and a half, four years of their lives in writing the, the two books, Re-Inhabited, Volume 1 and Volume 2. One is, one is The Truthful History of America, which is awesome. You know, there's our handbooks, and the Volume 2 is the story of the re-inhabitation. I can't thank them enough, you know, in, from my heart, that the American people should really get a hold of those and, and read them. But, you know, I know most Americans want instant gratifications today, but just recently uh, we vetted uh, Lieutenant Colonel Sandy Mariaki into the Republic. I know they're still working through the Senate on that, but what she did is just amazing. She did a, uh, I think it's 37 minutes long, it's a video, and she kind of condensed uh, what the Hurtlers have done to paper in these two volumes. In America, you should take a look at that. Go to republicforunitedstatesofamerica.org and, and take 37 minutes out of your lives and listen to what really happened to your public here in America. We're changing, uh, changing people. We're faster studying. Nobody's going to sit down and read a book. So we got now we're going to audio versions and, and whatnot. But so back to Sandy's video is they condensed everything down in a quicker format. And there's no blueprint or handbook on how to fix this thing, really. And like we were just talking about, one of the founders there had his wife was on her deathbed. She died. His 13 children scattered all in different directions. When he came back, they were gone. His wife was dead. When he died a couple weeks later of a broken heart. You know, his family. Imagine that 13 or 13 children gone. We're at war. Tim, we're at war right now in America. Come home or, you know, your family's gone. You know, they're dead. Did that what you want, America? Is that what you want? You want it to get that bad before we fix things? You really want us to turn into a Ukraine? Because really, that's what the new world order wants. They will destroy America. They will. This is nothing. Nothing to them. They'll level this. Look what they did to Berlin in World War II. Everyone thinks there's some secret document out there. These patriot groups like me have them come on here and the bickering and the arguing. Well, what has the Republic done? Well, what can you do for me? How about what you can do for yourself? The Republic is not here to serve your needs, okay? They're not here to serve your everyday the problems. Aren't these but, the people yeah. like to quote JFK's speech? What can that's not what uh, your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country? I mean, yeah. you had it nailed. I mean, last night I was on a, 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 the Tennessee Republic 
page, okay? And they're just starting out with what they're doing there. I was invited there by somebody. I'm not going to say who or stick them out, but I was invited there. And I, I, I shut up and I listened. And I listened for a while, but then I put my hand up. And even when it came to my turn, I diverted because I really wanted to get more information. And I was in the military, so I didn't want to just take up the floor and talk. But you know me, I could talk and I could start attacking people and uh, I could rip a platform apart. And really, I got, uh, after me of three minutes of talking, I was, I was muted and shunned. And really, what I had to say there was not welcomed because I was bringing forth truth that, look, what you're doing here, trying to form a grand jury, a common law grand jury, or a committee or assembly, has been done. We have to learn from our previous mistakes so that's all I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say, okay, you want to do this, but let's learn from the mistakes of years ago. And this other guy, he's putting together a grand jury or has a grand jury put together in Florida. A state grand jury cannot, has no jurisdiction over federal. You cannot bring federal claims. You can't do that. You need a federal grand jury to go after Biden or, or this COVID thing. You, a state grand jury. And you will be charged and arrested if you try doing that. You know, and people don't understand this stuff, and they don't understand the mistakes and the hardships that the republic has gone through over the many, many years of things, the, the devastation that we had to go through, like you brought up earlier. The brother that was killed, people that were arrested, well, had to flee, people that went to prison. Maybe that they don't want to hear my voice because they know what they're doing is wrong, because they know if they get a jury together, a common law grand jury, and they get these clowns together, and they, they start talking about we're going to arrest Joe Biden or arrest judges or anything, they, <laughs> you're going straight. To a federal prison, people. Okay, I don't care if you got the law on your side. I don't care what documents you have in your hand. I don't care if you're a sovereign king and you think you're king and queen and everybody put together. I don't care. You're going straight to jail and that's where you're going. And you're not going to, there's going to be no standoff and there's not going to be any of that nonsense. You're going and that's it. And you're going to be sitting in there for 20 years just waiting for your damn trial. Think, use your brains, do things the right way. We don't need to arrest Joe Biden. What do we need to arrest Joe Biden for? The guy's 80-something years old now. How old is this guy? He's not going to be around five years. It's Looney Tunes anyway. What do we need to arrest him for? Why do we waste time even talking about that? We have bigger fish to fry. What about the Federal Reserve? What about restoring our currency? Restoring honesty in our currency, our uh, monetary system. Why not going from within and, and, and flipping the seats of the de facto to the jour? Well, those, those ideas. Just because I make a suggestion doesn't mean it has to be that way. I'm just throwing things out there that can work that haven't been tried yet. Because we have the numbers still. We still have the people. We still can put our nickels and our dimes and our little $100 bills together and overcome the big money finance of the Jesuits and the Zog or whatever you want to call it and the Zionists or whatever, you know, that control all the money, bankers, banking cartels. We still have the power of the purse. We the people still have to pay for everything. And if we don't want to buy it, they, well, they, will start, they have no control over us. We shut them down. We don't go to work for them. They shut, we shut, they shut down. So they still need us, but there's going to be a day when this new world order is not going to need us pretty soon. And then we're in big trouble, people. Like that founding father story there with the 13 children. <laughs> they all scattered one way. His wife died, and he died of a broken heart. It's going to be stories like that. We're going to be in big trouble. Let's try to avoid that. Let's avoid that. We've got the intelligence. We've got the ideas. There's not no Exodus 18 model. We're not going to restore any God or Bible in this country right away. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to get up everybody going to church and uh, living like Moses, all right? It's not going to happen. We've got to come at this new world order every which way that they have attacked us and moreover and triple that because these people control the media. They control our food. They control the medical industry. They control 
lives and our children's lives. So how do you combat that? Yes, we need the military. People, we got that flack. Remember, Jim? Yeah, about the military. Well, you don't need the military. What do you mean the military said you got to have, we, we're, we're giving you permission to do this? Because the military is giving you permission. Because you don't run nothing in this country. You have no constitution. You have no constitutional rights. And if they pull the rug out from underneath you, it's too bad. And you're going to have to deal with it. So shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. We do need the military behind us. We do. I just don't understand where these people get off. My taxes paid for that. And then they, they revert back to the child syndrome. They, they become baby brains again. The people that are awake, these patriots who know so much, just all of a sudden become stupid again when they get into these arguments with us about the republic. They All of a sudden, their knowledge just disappears about the new world order. And then, you know, my taxes pay for that. Yeah, it, well, your taxes, remember, you don't have no taxes. There's no such thing. The Federal Reserve controls the money. It's fake. You're the debt. You know, and you got to go back and tell the whole story all over again. So, folks, when can we start uniting together and putting something together, a real grassroots? I don't care if you want to call it top up, bottom up, sideways, down, whichever way, diagonal. I don't care which way it goes. But let's get it together and start taking back our republic and restoring our republic. Let me comment a little bit here. People say about, well, what does the republic do for you? Well, you know, it's just one small piece of a big puzzle. For things to get put back in proper perspective, it has to be a worldwide event. And so the Republic is just a piece in that puzzle. The White Hats, which have been around, I verified that from uh, military people back in Reagan's administration, that there were White Hats back then, are friends of mine. People say no, but it's true. We had the, we had a United retired United States Army general on this yeah. podcast that said it was true. Well, saying just, no. because you, just because you don't agree with it don't mean it's not true. The yeah. facts are the facts. And then then we stood up the Republic, and that's just it's been waiting and incubating for the rest of the events to come into play. And they should have come into play long before now, but the deep state's much bigger and much deeper entrenched. It's encouraging to see that the people have taken control and got control of the House, and these investigations are going to start to go down. There's been a lot of bankers and a lot of people that have, falling off the 30-story buildings, you know, with millions of dollars in their account. Just like this guy that was hiding out in the islands and he decided life was too tough there. He'd rather come face justice. So, Saddam Hussein was probably $750 million. How did Saddam Hussein get a suitcase with $750 million in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last time I checked, he was never over here, you know, vacationing. Yeah. We give this platform. This is a worldwide platform. I'm on Amazon. I'm on Apple. I'm I'm a Google Podcast. iHeartRadio. This thing's everywhere. I finally got it everywhere, and I'm giving the people a voice to talk about the things that are in view. I got six open shows every day. You guys can have the platform. You guys can have it. I get it. Open it up to Patriot groups. Nope, nope. Nobody wants to jump on it. Instead, they want to go to uh, talk shoe or Zoom and have 12 people in there and think that's a victory. You know, I mean, you understand that there's 22,000 downloads of this show. I mean, yeah, we're not CNN or Fox, but that's pretty good for alternative media. You know, I can well, show I you the stat sheet. We... Yeah. I can remember when we've crashed your show with the servers a couple of times. Yeah. So, you know, our voice is out there, and, and they're hearing us. And most importantly, the people that need to hear us are hearing us, you know. And the military hears us. We've got a lot, of, a lot of following worldwide from the military. And they know they're, they're probably better informed in a lot of aspects as to what's going on than, than some of us. Some of them are, some of them yeah. are, like the rest. 
probably the biggest event uh, in the history of the world since the fall of Rome. And a lot more, a lot more dramatic in a lot of ways because of the technology. Um, you know, in past shows, we've proven to people from Supreme Court rulings through patents filed through people's testimonies that this whole COVID thing and all this stuff is all about transhumanism. And we know that the uh, enemy of the deep state wants to own and control all of us and, and do world depopulation, uh, depopulate the world. And so, you know, they've exposed their agenda. We're living through it. And uh, everybody has to wake up, you know. And, and we're looking for those people that are already awake that want to find a way to put constructive action to the, the problem. And we do that through organizing and coming to a common table, which is a constitution, and adherence to that. That's what we're all about. In that big puzzle, we're just a little piece. And we've been educating, we've been getting our voice out, we've been planting seeds. That's all we've been called to do. We never were called to overthrow the government. We never were called to enforce the people's mandates from the grand juries that were held previously. We were called to do what we were to do, and that is to stand the ground and to educate people and to get people on board and everybody's time of reckoning and understanding comes at different times, and that's all understandable. But Lieutenant Mary Eke, she's come along tremendously in a year's time. So it's just how much dedication you want to have in doing the research. You know, if you don't do the research and you're out there floundering and trying to get a grip on life, well, God bless you. But, you know, get some traction one of these days. Right, Joe? <laughs> yeah. Well, what it is also is true. There's a lot of people out there that get frustrated. Is uh, we've had people come on here. Uh, they put together websites and they put these Zoom calls together and they look at the views and they're like they, they say it becomes frustrating to them that that's all they can muster up and get together. Well, there's you have to understand that many people you know it's different aspects of the patriot community out there that doesn't really even come on the internet. You know, and uh, and there's other people out there that don't even, you know, are doing other things at different times of the day. Really, to get the voice of the people together, all together, you'd really have to do a 24-hour thing where you'd have run it round the clock. You'd run a platform or a station that would be nationally recognized or known that where you'd have someone manning the, the microphone all, at all times. You know, a couple hours here, a couple hours there, five hours here, and because otherwise you're missing time periods. I saw that happen once a few years ago when we did a Zoom channel with some people across the country. We got together, about five of us, and we stayed on the Zoom call every single day, all night long. And I saw from that was is you'd get different groups of people that would come on a couple hours and talk and about this, you know, like we're doing, and then they'd close out, and then the next batch would come in. You know, so what I'm trying to say is that there's different times and different days and different groups of people out there that we can't get to all on the same page as that we want them on and work with us or we work with them. It has to be, we're a country of many different people and many different beliefs and, and many different ways, but we have to have one, like you said, common solution and goal kept on the, as a foundation, and that's the Constitution. Unless we're going to rewrite the Constitution and come up with something new, we have to stick to what the founders started for us, and we have to get back to our republic. And we lost it. We know we lost it. So, but we have to restore it completely well, the way the founders intended it to be. I can make a good argument that we started losing it when we started losing our respect and understanding of the laws of nature and nature's God. When we got soft on that, 
we started losing our way. And so today we find ourselves with nobody has a common moral compass because we're all taught by the de facto that we're all individuals and we got a right to be an individual. Well, that's absolutely true according to the books I read. But the books I read also say that in real life, folks, not video games, actions have consequences. And inactions have consequences also. We're talking about here, which is restoring our republic and our republic business out there. What's going on in our country today, or in your state, or in your county, or local level. Please, by all means, this is your platform. And podcasts where you think you have to discuss, or you have ideas about these assemblies, these committees, or restoring your republic in your state. Strictly about, you know, the republic, our country, and the constitution, okay? I want to say, God, right now... I pray that you give us a different street, a different avenue. Show us what direction you want us to go, what we are to uh, bring to the American people. I want to talk about Sam Adams, the great Christian statesman. Benjamin Rush, a couple of years ago, I found out what he said. He said that we created a government on Christianity. He said, without Christianity, we can't have virtue. Without virtue, we can't have liberty. And I almost fell off my chair. Well, Sam Adams, a great Christian statesman, said a general dissolution of the principles. Let me use a different word for dissolution. Disintegration of the principles and manners will more surely overthrow the liberties of America than the whole force of the common enemy. But then he said this, while the people are virtuous, they cannot be subdued. But when once they lose their virtue, they will be ready to surrender their liberty to the first external or internal invader. But then he finished it by saying this, if virtue and knowledge are diffused among the people, they will never be enslaved. This will be the great security. I want to go on and I want to just quickly say this. The Meacham Report came out March 27, 1854. And I want you to listen to America. I want you to listen very carefully to the words of the Meacham Report. It says that the adoption of the Constitution Every state provided is ready for the support of the church as for the support of the government. Down to the revolution, every colony did sustain religion in some form. It was deemed peculiar proper that the religion of liberty should be upheld by a free people. Had the people during the revolution had a suspicion of any attempt to war against Christianity, that revolution would have been strangled in its cradle. At the time of the adoption of the Constitution and the amendments, the universal sentiment was that Christianity should be encouraged, not any one sect or denomination. Any attempt to level and discard all religions would have been viewed with universal indignation. The object was not to substitute Judaism or Mohammedism or infidelity, but to prevent rivalry among the Christian sects to the exclusion of others. If Christianity must be considered as the foundation on which the whole structure rests, laws will not have permanence of power without the sanction of religious sentiment, without a firm belief that there's a power above us that will reward our virtues and punish our vices. In this age, there could be no substitute for Christianity that in its general principles, is the great conservative element on which we must rely for the purity and permanence of free institutions. 
That was the religion of the founders of the republic, and they expected it to remain the religion of their descendants. Two months later, that House of Representatives that heard the Meacham report came out with this. They wrote it down. The great, vital, and conservative element in our system is the belief of our people in the pure doctrine and divine truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to end this, I want to say this. Going back, when we had a real good republic, when the founding fathers were firm, when there was there was uh, a, a, a great deal of respect for the word of God, the laws of nature and of nature's God, what he created in the 66 books in the canon of scriptures, Joseph Story, who was a judge in the Supreme Court back then, he said this. Listen very carefully what he said. There's not a truth to be gathered from history more certain or more momentous than this. What could this possibly be? What he's going to say. That civil liberty cannot long be separated from religious liberty, danger, and ultimately without destruction to both. Now listen to this. This is what Joseph Story says. He says, wherever religious liberty exists, it will first or last bring in and establish political liberty. This is what politics means. Listen very carefully. This is what politics means. The science of government, that part of ethics, moral principle, which consists in the regulation and government of a nation or state for the preservation of its safety, peace, and prosperity. I want to ask you, where did liberty come from? It didn't come from government. It came from God. Look up 2 Corinthians 3.17, and you will read about God gave us liberty. America, go to uh, republicforunitedstatesofamerica.org. There you can educate yourself. You can uh, help educate your children. There's the re-inhabited books there that you can order online, uh, donate to the Republic. The hurdlers have donated those books to the American Republic, so any funds that come in go directly into supporting your American Republic. But Volume 1 is re-inhabited, Republic for the United States of America, The Truthful History of America. Again, you can order those books online at republicforunitedstatesofamerica.org or amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, um, or reinhabitedrepublic.com. And Volume 2 is Reinhabited Republic for the United States of America, Volume 2, The Story of the Reinhabitation. Again, you can order that book in the same place. But on the national website, republicforunitedstatesofamerica.org, go to the interim records and, and read the Declaration of Sovereign Intent and the Proclamation of Claim and Interest. The American Republic has served those physically on, on the world, in the world courts. Um, we didn't ask their permission to re-inhabit peacefully and lawfully the American Republic. We just put them on notice. And we're holding these seats for you, um, all of you, America. It's time that you all get together and we all work together as a unified uh, body of people and we get this republic restored peacefully and lawfully. But there's uh, legislative under that interim records tab. You can go there and you can listen to all the House gallery call recordings. Um, It's what has your... Congress has been doing for all these years. Uh, Divine Providence tab, there's prayer calls. You can come to our prayer call on Monday evening and listen to 
uh, Wade Butler, our national chaplain, and have and support him and his calls. And then there's another tab that is the uh, Republic News Radio broadcast recordings, which is part of this here too. We re archive all the radio shows for for close to a decade now that you can go back in into the last 10 years at least to listen to the radio shows. Uh, there's uh, press releases. Go there. There's many documents that have been released uh, across the world and public notices also under that tab. And then, there, of course, there's the Get Involved tab. There's so many other things there. You can donate to Republic, volunteer your skills, join the Republic there. There's another one about the Republic. It's the executive summary. There's many. There's a resource library. There's many documents there that you, help you understand. And, and this is a great educational tool uh, for America. Our kids aren't being educated properly, so this will help all Americans understand uh, where we're at in this world. But let's never forget the the Holy Bible. Our founding fathers used that to uh, glean the Constitution of the uh, United States of America. Uh, the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. So let's read the Bible. Let's bust that off and really stay uh, firm in this biblical law form. And there's another book that Gene and David has written. It's James Timothy Turner, an American president and a political prisoner. And it's a legal brief, an appeal to the court to heaven. It tells the true story, what happened to our first restoration president, James Timothy Turner. Um, it's written. It's a very short read. So read that and understand that that man had put it all on the line for all of us, and they had kidnapped him and incarcerated him for, since I believe it was 2012 to date. It's all back to the people. If enough people become and are who they say they want, they want to be and who they are, then the majority rules. It's real simple. But there are those stuck in the wake-up period that haven't been privy to the backdoor conversations you and I have, Joe, and many others over the 10-year plan, and our perspective on that subject is different, and that's why people come to the call, uh, in my yeah. opinion. And uh, I see the 10-year plan unfolding. I see the attempt to mitigate the damages out there working amongst us. I follow other sources, many sources worldwide, and I see... 2023 is our year. And so what concerns me is that the people are all stuck in the analyzing phase and they don't know how to implement. And that's what I really am trying to, to focus on is bringing people to that conversation as to the implementation part, which is how we gain our reality and our freedom. So thank you for joining the show tonight, my friend. First, I'd like to reiterate what uh, David Hurt or uh talked about a little bit earlier, talked about Supreme Court Justice Joseph Story, who was also actually a professor at Harvard Law School. The last sentence in this quote here is very, very profound, I think. So, and it says it all. Wherever religious liberty exists, it will, first or last, bring in and establish political liberty. Might be a thinker, but there's a lot going on there in that, that one sentence. So, Heavenly Father, we give thanks for the many blessings being poured out by you for the multitude who are in need of them. All the praise and glory is yours for all time. We seek to praise and glorify your holy name and worship in celebration of the victory against evil satanic adversaries that your word guarantees us to have. So, Father, Matthew 5, verse 9 tells us, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Verse 10 says, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And verse 11 says, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. That's Jesus' sake. So, Father, strengthen us today because we are in the, that time where anything against the true interest of the word of God finds a ready admission into the news media of the world and is treated as general information. And where anything in favor of the word of God, inspiration, and divine origin, and its spiritual truth is rigidly excluded as being controversial. The Lord God caused the lying media and deceptive pulpits to fold like a house of cards, would in a mighty windstorm, so that truth will be proclaimed throughout the world, and in those who are asleep shall be awakened. And Father, in their place, set up righteous news media and righteous pulpits. We pray Psalms 91 over our military. We pray Psalms 82 over our courts, and Psalms 75 of the entire over the entire world. And we do this with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence. And God save the Republic. In Yeshua's name, we pray. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Until next Tuesday, 6:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's your Republic. God bless. Take care.